Hey, welcome to Razzle Dazzle, a podcast about video games and pop culture with an emphasis on our favorites. All right, it's Razzle Dazzle time. I'm your host, Jerry. I'm Patrick. That's the song guy, Joe. Hello, hello. Ooh, boy, guys. I've been playing some games. Okay. Uh, my brother got me his PS5, or PS4, sorry. PS5 is different is, is a different thing that came out and my brother got me his ps4 so i've been playing uh persona 5 royale wait a uh, second cause... wait a second you got the ps5 early your brother got the ps5 <laughs> early nah, what a I, good I, brother I, <laughs> I wish dude nah i goofed i got my brother brought me his ps4 so i've been playing persona 5 royale which or royal whatever you want to call it which ooh boy I'm already noticing all the differences, and I'm loving it, and oh boy, it feels good to get back into one of my favorite games. Uh, shout out to the completionist for his 500-hour journey, completing the original Persona 5. That's great, Patrick. Uh, I'm so happy for you to enjoy a, uh, a beloved JRPG once again. I'm still loving my time in the world of the Bionis and the Mechonis in Xenoblade Chronicles, the Definitive Edition. I'm having a great time in that, too. Dude, I gotta play that game. I've, I've, uh, so just, I got the PS4 brought to me and, like, I was gonna play it, but now, but now I gotta use this while it's in my hands. Uh, so all my attention is going towards PS4 games. Next up's gonna be Final Fantasy VII Remake. Heck yeah, man. Totally understandable. What about you, Joe? What you been up to? I haven't been really been playing. I've been watching a lot of Let's Plays. And um and watching a lot of reveal trailers because we're in that we're on the cusp of a new console generation with the PlayStation Five trailer or I guess reveal that came out earlier this week and I've just been I've been very vigilant as to wait for any new reveals that might come and what I'm looking at the PlayStation Five so far it it looks impressive. Yeah, man, I, I saw multiple different uh, little things about the PlayStation 5. Like, the new games that are coming out already, there's this new Spider-Man Miles Morales game coming. Uh, the, so beautiful. Uh, the latest... Too. Yeah, the, the latest um, Horizon game. You know, the sequel for... Uh, yeah, Horizon Zero Dawn. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. I forget what's what the new one's called. But and there's and there's like some others that got revealed as well. I don't know. Bro, GTA Five, man. Oh boy, game that came out in 2013 is coming out for the PS Five. No way, man. I'm so hype. <laughs> the first game they revealed was GTA Five, which just had me sad, dude. Are you for real? Yeah, the the first game they were like, like, are, everyone's like, all right, what what games are we gonna have for our PS Five? And they're like, GTA Five, and everyone's like what <laughs> i mean i don't think you lead with that but i think you should definitely have it oh yeah of course not not lead though <laughs> i assume it, the, la- the lead would be the last of us too uh that would be pretty sick was there any any like ps5 announcement for last of us 2 because i think that's just going to be a ps4 thing right last i heard last i heard that um last of us 2 was delayed indefinitely and that was undone so it's coming out that's just a question of when uh but funny you bring up last of us too because that's what we're talking about no segue we're just jumping straight into it we're talking about the last of us today 
and oh boy, what a good game it is, and oh boy, am I excited to talk about it. Uh, yeah, great game. So where do we start, right? Why not start with what is it? Uh, good point. Uh, so for people who don't know The Last of Us or need a quick refresher, Last of Us is a sort of a zombie survival setting game, except that's not really the focus of the game too much. Uh, it's uh, there's it's a story game with uh two characters. You got Ellie and Joel, uh, as they go through their adventures through the zombie zombie lands. Uh, Ellie is immune to the uh zombie pandemic that's been spreading around by fungal means um and so your your goal is to take her to the fireflies a militia organization uh who who's finding a cure who's uh against the government all that good stuff and uh why does this sound like i am legend a little bit i i'm not aware of i am legend oh it's a movie Uh, will smith it's pretty good it's and book but yeah i don't think the strength of The Last of Us isn't that it has necessarily novel premises. I just think the execution of everything was was perfect. It this the way they yeah the way they do the story is beautiful because the main focus of the game is just the interactions and character development between Joel, a uh, guy who was uh, who. What his older dude lived through this thing since it first started, lost his daughter because of it. Um, and Ellie, this uh girl who Joel's just basically who's forced onto Joel, uh, who's kind of this bratty teen, um, who's also has uh, various things that she has gone through, and just watching them interact, uh, get closer, further, um, developing as characters and uh as just ah they're so and there's a lot of moments in game that just emphasize those moments uh everybody loves to bring up the giraffe scene where they're going through uh i forget the town uh but there are giraffes that i guess escape the zoo and are just wandering around and uh joel and ellie get the chance to just uh talk like admire these giraffes and interact with each other it's sort of like a happy calm moment where it's just it's just characters and the characters are beautiful the story is beautiful okay um well i have a question so this game is like it's like a survival horror game um and it focuses mm. a survival game excuse me a survival game at the very least that focuses I would really on say that okay because it's an it's it's more of an adventure game. It has survival aspects to it. Yeah, um, but it's not like you you set up a house and you live there like yeah. seven days to die or whatever. It's there's like you have an objective and you're going. Yeah, it's, it's more so you uh, the the survival aspect comes from the uh, the resources that you acquire throughout the map and use to. Uh, craft items that help you in your journey the same way that uh uh resident evil is kind of a survival horror yeah that's exactly what what i meant by that but it's it's a from what i see a survival game in that aspect that 
heavily focuses on the relationship between these two characters. And it's like, Joel, uh, the main protagonist, like, he, you said he lost his daughter, right? Yeah. I believe that's the opening scene of the game, yeah. Right. So, him being with Ellie throughout this adventure, it kind of, like, somewhat fills in that little hole in his heart, you know? Does that make sense? Yeah, it, it like, does and it doesn't. Because Joel is very much, like, gritty, your, your survivalist trope of zombie games, where it's, like, he's been through a lot and he just kind of doesn't want to show emotion because emotion and attachment leads to sadness later on in this harsh world. Your um, standard Rick Grimes character. Basically. And and then Ellie's basically thrown on him and you have this sense of like he doesn't really want to bond with this girl but like he's stuck with her and so he kind of and she's kind of not attention seeking but grabs his attention a lot and it's like he can't you don't ignore her so what do you do you just he's first he starts always dismissive but then uh she wants to prove that she's capable and so he kind of like slowly starts to let her help and then just the story goes from there and kind of shifts but uh it's for a lot of the story or for a lot of the initial part of the story he just He's just doing doing a job, doing a favor for a friend of getting her to the fireflies. Right. There's like a sweet and sour relationship between the between these two. Yeah. Um they their bond kind of gets a lot closer where kind of spoilers towards uh the not middle but a little bit after the middle of the game. Um so uh they begin so Joel gets like badly hurt. Uh he's 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 like sleeping half the or like all the time uh and it's basically up to Ellie to keep getting supplies and take care of him and so she's become a lone survivor. Um through interactions with uh other strangers in the waste, Ellie comes into contact with the faction of uh cannibals and uh, gets taken by them and refuses to cooperate with them because she is rebellious bratty teenager um and basically the game shifts into two separate perspectives where Joel at first it's her trying to get out and being chased by this uh faction leader who is insane and scary and so much better than you um and there, then there is Joel who wakes up and goes, crap, where's Ellie? And is literally going on a rampage against all these faction dudes, shooting a bunch of people, killing a bunch of dudes just to find Ellie. Um, it ends with a, a amazing boss fight. It's such a creative way of a boss fight. Because what they do is uh, you basically, the boss is this, it's your Ellie and the boss is his faction leader. And the entire fight is you sneaking around to try to get behind him to hit him. But there's obstacles on the map, like glass shards that if you step on, he'll hear you. Other stuff like that, that kind of hinder your ability to sneak around. And he's also slowly starting to set the map on fire, uh, uh, limiting the area in which you can sneak. 
Um, and the the fight finally ends with you killing the dude as soon as Joel gets uh, Ellie killing the dude as soon as Joel gets there, and it's it's Ellie is traumatized while Joel's just trying to comfort her to the best he can, and it's just the immediate like bonding of like holy crap, both these characters just went through awful experiences and and you really start to see the bond really form after that um like really form it was already kind of slowly creeping in but that at that point the characters really kind of uh are ellie is basically like fully developed uh, in the game as that's her like end of her development at that point in the game joel still has some development to go but man such a that arc of the game uh call it a chapter so good for just ellie's development the characters in it are all believable and do just are played correctly uh joel joel basically becomes this angry angry protective dad who's uh, exaggerated in the sense that he's plowing through enemies. Um, Ellie becomes a sick teenager who's just whooping people, um, but has, has some awful, awful dude, which is factionally such a good character. He's so, like, he's scary, simply put. I don't know if, I don't know, Joe, if you felt the same when you were playing, but he's He's scary. You gotta give credit to Naughty Dog for developing The Last of Us, which is more emotionally based than necessarily gameplay based. Like, the gameplay is really fun, and I do like the sneakiness to it, and just... I played it on the easiest difficulty, because I just want to bip people, I just want to sneak up and hit someone without (laughs) without any, any struggles. I... and... Like, with Naughty Dog, um, when you play Uncharted, it's not meant to be an emotional story. The whole point of Uncharted is to feel like you're in a Hollywood action flick. But with The Last of Us, you kind of get the best of both worlds in that you're playing through this very realistic world where there's good characters, there's small moments like the giraffe sequence. Like you went when you mo- notice that, yeah. yeah. And Not- I think it's like the little things that make it all so real. The characters are are just so real. I I didn't walk away from that game going like, oh wow, what great what great enemies, what great um, you know, me- game mechanics. I walked away with that game with the characters, and I think that was the strength. Not I enjoyed the gameplay mechanics, but I'm not gonna. I'm gonna be real here. They weren't necessarily the first thing that's ever been done like that. Oh yeah, I th- I think the game, but the gameplay I think still has its own highlight in the sense that it accentuates the story. It um, works very well. It it really yeah it works really well. Like I said with a uh, kind of tying uh like making the story seem more involved uh like uh just the 
the survival aspect of it to where like your resources are limited and uh it's just everything out it makes everything seem scary out outside so it makes moments where you arrive at safe places like uh the settlements uh that you your brother's Joel's brother's settlement or uh the briefly the fireflies base uh it makes it makes those places feel safe and you feel like the characters and like ah we're finally safe for the time being um or at least that's what i felt playing through the game it's the gameplay's not there the gameplay of course is not like revolutionary but it's definitely adds to the game uh the story what makes you connect for both of you what makes you connect so much to this game and what are your hopes for the sequel hmm. i just connect with the characters and um i'm hoping for new mechanics i'm hoping for like I want it to feel familiar, but also add in something fresh. Uh, I'm not really necessarily excited about the multiplayer, because I, I never really got into it. I didn't really like the whole faction and your own colony thing. I didn't like that, because there's always this threat of like losing your whole colony and everyone fuck, everyone dies. I don't. I didn't like that. I don't yeah, like that one bit. Uh, and it's I, a very... I don't know how, how much of multiplayer you played, Patrick, but I don't... I I didn't like the whole meta meta game to it. I just kind of want to play and just beat up the enemy team. Yeah. Not uh, have to worry I, about... I definitely agree. Because it's like... it. It's a real turn... Like, when you have a lot of risk, it does make uh the gameplay more suspenseful but at the same time it's it's kind of it turns you a lot of times a lot of risk will turn people away a lot of people are really into a lot of risk but a lot of people do not want a lot of risk and so not want to play a video game <laughs> yeah oh oh i mean i i love a, a like a small amount of risk like i play counter strike uh, every single competitive match I play, there's a certain amount of risk in that if I lose, I'll lose a little bit of elo, potentially go down a rank, or if I win, I'll get a get a bit of elo, uh, maybe go up a rank. Uh, but that's it's small risks, and it's it's uh it's not whereas the Last of Us uh, multiplayer kind of really <laughs> you you lose you lose too many games and uh all your progress is gone. And it it sucks, um, or at least in my opinion, because I'm I'm not a big fan of that high of risk taking. But at the same time, I knew I knew the uh, the guy who was uh, he was in the top ten for multiplayer in this game. Uh, he was he was my uh, my friend's uh, uncle, and I remember just my friends like, hey, yeah, dude, look, he's got this YouTube channel. Just watch him play. He's insane. That stuff I really loved. Because it's where you watch really high level of different games uh, and you kind of see kind of the way things are played and stuff. But he, he like you playing at the top level for this game was really cool because it's just it's more smarts than it is uh, shooting skill. And I love that in multiplayer games. Um, so just watching him kind of 
basically read the entire enemy team of four people. Just uh, so entertaining. Um, but going back to Jared's question of uh, so where I where I connected to the game the most was yeah the characters, but also kind of uh how uh I forget the word I'm looking for, but how how much the story kind of draws you in and uh immerses you that's what i'm looking for how much the story immerses you you're the set the setting isn't explained through text uh things or cheesy dialogue like as much as i love persona a lot of the stuff a lot of how the world world is explained is explained through <laughs> uh dialogue that's eh um, whereas all of the setting for Last of Us is explained naturally through gameplay, through uh, you running into these enemies and somebody being like, they're not like, oh shoot, that's a clicker. It's a fungus enemy that sees through echolocation. No, they're like, oh shoot, it's a clicker. Make sure you move quietly or else it'll see you. It can see you through those clicks. It can only see you through those clicks though. And you're like, oh, okay, so it uses echolocate, blah, 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 blah. You, you kind of it's it's it leaves more for you to it it's more real and it, it immerses you better in that way and that's what i really liked about it is how easily it immersed me so that i can immediately get into these characters who are also real and immersive uh and then my hopes for for the last of us too i'm hoping for a a new story um which is what they say they're gonna do because the first one's based i think they said the first one was like love or something like that and the new the next one's gonna be hate um, and I, I do, I do want to see some angry Ellie. Um, we already saw some angry Ellie, but I want to see more angry Ellie. Um, I don't, and then she's actually a teenager now rather than a preteen, I think. So like, it's going to be even better. Wasn't she 14? Uh, in the new game or in this game? In, or, uh, this one. Um, she starts off as 14. I don't know how much she ages. Okay. Oh. Maybe she is an adult by the I don't know. But still, Angry Ellie is what I want to see. But speaking of Joel and Ellie, um, I'm going to hop into my game here. Joel and Ellie are voiced by uh, some of my favorite uh, voice actors of Troy Baker and Ashley Johnson, who play various other characters who you no, no doubt have heard of, at least. So... I have a list here of what characters they have played, but there is one character which they have not played, and you have to try to discern that from the rest of them. You guys ready for this? Yeah. Yes, sir. All right, so first off, we have Ashley Johnson, the voice of Ellie. Uh, she has also played in all but one of the following. Annie, uh, but specifically a TV show in 95. Uh, Gwen Tennyson from various uh, Ben 10 uh, shows and movies. Uh, Katara from Avatar The Last Airbender. Uh, Petra the Warrior from Minecraft Story Mode. Or Terra in Teen Titans, both Go and the original. And the games. Oh, man. Huh. I'm pretty sure she's Katara. I don't... I don't know. I, it sounds believable that she's in Teen Titans. Okay, what were the options again? Uh, Annie, TV show 95. Uh, Gwen Tennyson from Ben 10. 
Katara from Avatar Last Airbender, Petra the Warrior from Minecraft Story Mode, and Terra from Teen Titans. <laughs> oh, I, I thought, okay. I'm gonna guess that she wasn't in Annie. I don't know why, but I don't think... Okay, sure. Where it was, like, from early 2010s, right? Uh, yes and no. Uh, Jared? I remember her being in a live action show as like a little kid when she was young. So that's most likely 95. So I, I agree with that one. You forgot to mention she was um, the nerdy girl in Recess. That old cartoon uh, show. Yeah, she was. But at the same time, nice. at the same time, a lot of people I know my age didn't watch Recess. So I didn't I just didn't identify with that one. So I didn't add it to the list. For people who fall into that category, watch Recess. Anyways, um, I don't know about Gwen Tennyson or, Ter- or Tara. Because I remember their voices and doesn't really sound that much like Ellie. So, she was, she was a child actor, so uh, she was in a Annie TV show in 95. Yeah. Uh, she was not Katara in The Last Airbender. Oh, wow. She, she was Gwen Tennyson, she was Tara. She was Petra the Warrior in Minecraft Story Mode. That was close. Now, that one was tough. This one, I'm sorry in advance. We got, because we have Troy Baker, the man of many famous voices. Uh, He has also played, he played the voice of Joel, but he's also played all but one of the following. Vincent Brooks, the protagonist of Catherine. Bruce Banner in the new Avengers game. Talion from the Middle Earth games. Uh, Nathan Drake from the Uncharted series. Batman from multiple Batman games and films, Robin from multiple Batman games, and Joker from mo- multiple Batman games and films. He is not Oof. Joker. You're saying he's, he wasn't Joker? Yeah. What about you, Joe? Well, I mean, I feel like you should also mention that he was two of two very important, like, Mortal Kombat characters, and that he was Shinnok as well as the cowboy, Aaron Black. Yeah, yeah, I was, think- I was thinking about adding it, uh, but I already had a lot. <laughs> yeah, he has a lot. He has a lot on his resume. I just, hmm. I don't think he could do Batman, to be honest with you. I don't think, he has a lot of vocal range, but I don't think Batman is part of his repertoire. Uh, so the correct, the, the false one there is Nathan Drake. I got you guys. He was actually Sam Drake, his brother. Ha ha. Uh, <laughs> Thanks, Naughty Dog. They're, they're two very different characters, but regardless, uh, yeah, he did play, he did play Batman in multiple films, games, animations. Uh, he played Joker in various, uh, games and animations. Uh, a lot of them were Lego. Um, mm. Uh, I think, but I think he had an actual Joker role. He did play Robin as well. Uh, but yeah, he did, he did do Batman for a few Batman games. Wow. But yeah, the, that, that's the game I made with the very talented act, voice actors of Ashley Johnson and Troy Baker. I was thinking about doing some of the other actors, like the voice actor for Tommy, uh, Joel's brother. And, uh, but he, he just plays a whole lot of, uh, video game military dudes uh and those guys don't really stand out too much like mother from medal of honor uh one of the guys from call of duty infinite warfare just a whole lot of military dudes 
don't really stand out too much. We wouldn't. We definitely wouldn't have a chance with that. But that one was really difficult and really fun. Yeah, I mean, yeah. who else cares about any other character except for the main two in The Last of Us? You know. <laughs> uh, true. Uh, I mean, those are the. I mean, to be fair, Tess is a mate. Though, uh, she isn't too prominent in the story. She's a major character in the game because she's the one who gets Joel to do his to even participate in the story. Yeah, that's fair. Also, um sorry to interrupt, but there is one more thing I want for The Last of Us 2 is that I want it to be as successful as possible. So, I would prefer if it was released primarily on the PS5 rather than the PS4. Because I'm not sure the direction that they're going with. Will it be a PS4 main title or will it be a PS5? And I feel like one of the main detriments to to the first Last of Us is it was released just on the cusp of PlayStation 4. Right. And that's... I don't think... I think that was a detriment. It was a very successful game, critically and financially. But I feel like the PlayStation 5 will sell more units if it launches at the same time as Last of Us 4. I mean, Last they can... Last of Us 2, rather. Last of Us 4, that's that's coming up <laughs> later. But... Uh... I mean, they can do, like, what they what Nintendo did with Breath of the Wild. Release it for both Wii U and Switch. Release it for both consoles. Well, they should release it for both, but they should um, worry about it being a PlayStation 5 game first. Right. And then port it over to PlayStation 4. Right. Because it's with every new console, it's a whole new graphics generation thing. A whole new everything. And I don't think if it's just a PlayStation 4 game first, I don't think it'll translate as smoothly as it did. Luckily with PlayStation 4 and then uh, 3 and then 4. If that, that makes, makes sense. any sense. Well, to be fair, I, I do know that The Last of Us had already, like... It was in development for, like, a long while before uh, uh, the PS5 was even announced. Um, and uh, they they basically... I think they even already released uh, a demo for PS4. I may be wrong. Or at least just, like, stuff for it for the PS4. Um, so it's going to be... It's going to be a little, uh, I guess, difficult. They basically have to... I don't know much about game design or game coding or whatever they'd basically have to almost redo the entire thing if they wanted to do it for ps5 and then down to ps4 i think they probably have it nearly if not mostly done for ps4 um because they did have it set for february release then march release then april release then no release but and then 2020 happened so yeah, yeah. but it's uh, basically what i'm getting at is still the, the game's kind of the game's uh, was at least mostly done, so they they would have to they delayed it inf- indefinitely. So there's by by any means they can do it now for the PS5 as well. But uh, I don't know. I feel like I feel like nobody's nobody's gonna hate them for putting it on the PS4 like because PS5 when's that coming out? Not in a while, right? Twenty twenty one, I believe. Yeah. So if they if like if they release The Last of Us two in like fall, um, nobody's gonna 
like and then it comes out and they start working on the remaster for ps5 right after that i think that would be a little better but i'm no game designer i don't know that's exactly what they did with the last of us one but it worked for them so only time will tell it is naughty dog the the people will buy their games yeah all right, that's all the time we have for today, guys. Thank you so much for joining us on another episode here on Razzle Dazzle. Make sure to let us know what you think of today's episode somewhere on the internet. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at Razzle Dazzle Show and on TikTok at Razzle underscore Dazzle underscore Show. Make sure to tune in every Thursday on the Live 365 app, Eagle Radio Station, where we are live. Catch you on the next one.